You're listening to The Fit Female Project. I'm Maz. And I'm Chelsea. And we're here to help every woman on her fat loss and fitness journey. We've helped hundreds of women who are desperate for results but don't know where to start. As your coaches, we use evidence-based facts whilst keeping it real so you can look and feel your most confident self without having to give up your social life. Head to our website, www.fitfemaleproject.com to find out how you can join our community. It's really, really good. Or check out our Instagram at fitfemaleproject. Now, let's get to work. Everybody, welcome to the Fit Female Project. Sorry, I'm just like the coffee bit before we started this. This is, I'm going to try and carry on. We just had a coughing fit beforehand. It went down the wrong hole. Hi, man. Hello. You're right over there. You oh, get, you're no. going to get through this. I'm just really suffering for the sake of the podcast. No, I was just, you know, you have a moment, it goes down the wrong hole. Yes. Oh, anyway, welcome to your podcast, your weekly podcast. This is How to Stay on Track Without tracking um and this is going to be an interesting one now just to be clear um we are not doing this podcast if you are somebody who's with fit female project and you're on one of our current programs we are not saying to stop tracking we want to talk to you about what to do in those moments uh where you can't track or what to do in those moments if you've tracked for a long time um and then you just like to come away from tracking yeah, I thought we'd start with explaining why we get you to track, well, why we ask clients to track in the first place. And this isn't out of us being super rigid and militant with it and making your lives 10 times harder. It's all because we actually understand that women come to us absolutely exhausted because they've been trying for years to lose weight and to eat healthy. and putting everything they've got into it and they just don't understand why they can't lose weight and it's not out of not trying it's it's simply like a complete loss they come to us completely frustrated and saying I don't know what to do and what we teach really helps to educate you about your food what's in it what's causing you to potentially gain weight so that you have the tools and the freedom to go on to live the rest of your life with a bank of knowledge rather than you having to live the rest of your life without knowing what's going on like what's going into your body and what is the reason why you can't lose the weight that you want to um we don't want you tracking forever that is absolutely not the goal um hopefully you'll get to a stage in are, you know, in a few months even where you've been tracking consistently and you learn about your food and you learn about your portions and we'll go into all of that, where you have the freedom. You know, I don't track anymore myself. I can pretty much eyeball a plate of food and I, I can work out what's on that plate. And that's what we want from all of you um, to, to just, yeah, have that knowledge so that you have freedom, right? Yeah, and tracking gets a little bit of a bad rep, um, I think, with, with a lot of um, a lot of people. And I can see why it takes a bit longer than, you know, you normally would. But if I'm being honest, like tracking, if it, the other day I was at my parents and I, I told them they kind of like, like to try and be a bit healthier as well. And I got my set of some protein powder 
And he's been eyeballing, trying to eyeball the amount of protein, like, and, and put the right amount of oats in and whatever. And I think, oh, yeah, by the time he's done all that, he's like, puts a bit in, takes it out. <laughs> by the time he's done that, you've got your weighing scales there. You could have done that in about two seconds. And if you tracked that once, just once in your life, you would go, that's 450 calories in total. And that's my breakfast. Because he has the same breakfast every day. And you know, you're like, it just teaches you might take a bit longer to start but it really can transform your life and it actually can release a lot of fear around foods too because there's a lot of people that think it's like one food in particular and then when you do track it and such you're like oh hold on I've been scared of eating that my whole life but actually I've been having more calories from eating a whole avocado. Yeah and you hear of all the things that it shows up when you do start tracking that are really bad and you go, oh, I'm spiraling because now I can, don't feel like I can eat anything. But we like to flip it the other way and be like, actually, see how much you can eat. You can probably eat so much more of certain foods because you know how much, cal- how many calories and like the quantity and how many grams you can have. You can have a huge plate of food rather than having to starve yourself. Um, with this restriction on you. So we'd like to flip it and think that tracking allows you not to understand everything that's bad for you and to take everything away from you. It's actually so that you can add more to your plate and add more to your diet. Yeah, okay. We've spoken about tracking and how good tracking is for five minutes, but the podcast is is about (laughs) what to do when you're not tracking so let's switch that around now so we're going to change that we've got a few things that we want to cover uh Mad, go ahead to the first one yes yeah, so i guess we're thinking about times where you might not have the ability to be on your phone jump on my fitness pal so it might be that you're on holiday for example and you go oh, actually i don't want to be on my phone all the time which we totally get we would be the exact same or maybe you're with your family and again you don't want to be taken out of that situation we're going around to your nan's house um so there are certain times in life where you aren't going to be able to be accurate with your tracking so we want to give you some basic ideas as to what to do in those situations so you don't feel like you're out of control and the first one is going to be how you build your plate of food so for example if you are on holiday and there's a buffet there this is a prime example you want to think about kind of um how you can estimate maybe what's in your food so maybe you want to think about your lean proteins always go for that first um think about how uh how can i get that lean protein on my plate the next thing how can i get vegetables and color and um what is going to serve me with my nutrients how am i going to get enough fiber in um and then think about what your fats and carbs are going to be by now you should have learned that the fats that we want you to focus on are your unsaturated fats. So the food sources that you choose are really important, such as your um, your kind of maybe avocados or nuts, seeds, and your carbohydrates. Again, thinking about from tracking, you would have learned what are very calorie dense carbohydrates, perhaps such as pasta and rice, so that you don't, don't get very much bang for your buck compared to something like potato or butternut squash. So if you are in the, have the opportunity to build your own plate, 
thinking about, you don't have to track that. You know by now what a plate of delicious, nutritious food looks like. And kind of that's how we like you to think about building up those plates. Mm, that's really helpful yeah making it especially if you're somebody like I love looking at a big old plate of food you know when you look down and you're like oh I love it like if I had a poxy little serving already before I've even eaten it I've decided that that's not going to be good enough for me I don't know is that greedy I'm not sure but like when you've got a whole plate of food of vegetables or like you know if you fill it with loads of salad as well you can actually look at it and think oh yeah lovely yeah for sure but then of course there's going to be times as well when you're out for um, a meal or you're around at a friend's house and you get served something which again is out of your control and you don't have the choice to put what's on your plate you kind of you get what you're served and you eat it so how would we go about guesstimating that Charles? Yeah, well, again, that's going to be, that's when things become a little bit more challenging when you're not in control of what's what's being made. And I think also, and this is something we didn't really speak about before, Maz, I think that having a good support group around you and you telling those people around you, say, if you are going to someone's house or whatever, like, there's actually no problem and there shouldn't be a problem in saying to somebody, um, I'm actually trying to eat well and healthily and and like I don't know if it was one of my friends I'd feel comfortable in saying oh can we have something like can we have something healthy instead of if they said oh do you want to get a takeaway pizza I think that having the people around you that support that is really important don't you yeah and I suppose it's not different from from saying oh I'm doing veganuary or I'm doing I'm not drinking at the moment that's not different yeah, to say that to a friend, like, you know, like if I'm coming around to the dinner, yeah, I'd love to, but you're gonna have to make something vegan because I'm doing veganery, for example. I'm not, but if yeah. I was, yeah. so I think you know, and people don't mind; they, they'll work it out and they'll work around you. And I don't think a tree friend would have any judgment with that if if they yeah, do. You then say that, that's though, kind of I'm, not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been to somebody today actually they said how much pressure they were just under over the weekend um around their friends and um they, she basically made the decision that she didn't want to drink um and literally every half an hour they, they were like do you want to drink do you want to drink and um again like when the desserts came out there it was like oh you're not having dessert are you and just felt like all eyes were on her and it was so hard for her to to sort of like it was all eyes on her and she constantly she did an amazing job and she was like no this is what I'm doing but bloody hell we've got to really support each other and again like if somebody turned up and said I'm not drinking because I used to be a drinker and I'm clean or whatever you respect that or you say oh I'm not drinking because for religious reasons you respect it but for some reason if you decide that you want to do it for health reasons and you want to improve your life it's like everyone's like no don't do that yeah yeah I think it's a reflection on other people isn't it I think it's them projecting their own maybe insecurities onto you but if you are in that situation and you've gone around and you've been served something what we like to think about is say for example you're going out for dinner don't lose the habit that you've built of looking up the menu in advance and thinking what can I have 
same principles. What is going to be protein heavy on this menu? What can I have as a side dish that isn't going to blow me over my calories? Um, Can I just go for one course at this situation? Or could I share a dessert with my friend? And then work it out sensibly and rationally in your head, adding probably more calories onto the meal than you think that it would be if you could at home because it will be doused in more butter and oils. Um, But, you know, you can work out how many um, calories are in a chicken breast, for example. If you've been tracking your life, you'd know that. It, you can work out what you think might be in a, a chocolate melt-in-the-middle pudding because that's just part of you know life. You'd probably have tracked a dessert in the past. You can probably work out that's likely to be, what, 600 calories. If I'm splitting that with a friend, that'll be about 300 calories. You can play a little bit of like mental arithmetic and work out what, in total, you think, I mean, on general, I kind of give around a thousand calories. If you're going for two courses for a meal, I'd usually say give yourself around 800 to a thousand calories for your dinner um, and make really smart choices mm. and don't stress about it. You know, it doesn't have to be gram to gram. No. And the thing that also will help you out big time, this is going on to another subject a little bit, but it's like, don't hit the effort bucket where you're like, oh, I've messed it up now. Like I've gone for dinner. I've messed it up. Now I'm going to have dessert. Now I've had dessert. I'm going to go home and I'm going to do like where it all goes out the window. No, no, no. Like you are like you going for dinner is not going to throw you completely off track. This is such a small piece of the puzzle. Uh, but if it's happening regularly, then yeah, you do have to kind of navigate around it. Um, and the main thing we're doing is so that you feel in control and like you, you're thinking about this rationally instead of like stressing. We're going to stop ourselves right there. It's time for an ad break, um, but we're not sponsored yet. So we've decided to promote ourselves. Research shows that you can burn 3.2 calories by pressing the like and subscribe button. So if you're enjoying the podcast, then it would mean so, so much to us if you could do this and share it with your friends and family and help us build this incredible community. Okay, self-promo over. Let's get back to the podcast. Um, but I think as well, another thing that we have to really focus on, and that this is something that will help you whether you're out, uh, whether you're on holiday, we're having dinner, whatever it is, is focusing on whole foods is going to help you out big time um the less when we always talk about this the less processed the better uh but focusing you know getting your fruit in your vegetables and when we say whole foods anything that looks like it's it's like just come from the tree or whatever like it's where it doesn't look like it's been pre-made because um there's all you've got nutrients in there you've got your fiber in there you've got everything that you need to help you and it's going to make you feel nice and full um and and the the moment you're having those processed foods well the more you want yeah I completely agree I think that um it's it's learning to lean on the foods that it's like changing your taste buds a little bit I think we do have to do that because if we've come into this process where we're just so used to snacking on crisps and cereal bars and chocolates and things that are highly palatable and they're that way for a reason they're full of maybe corn syrups and um these really 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 kind of moorish um tastes 
that don't leave us satiated. They don't, you don't finish a packet of crisps and think, God, that really, really ticked the box. That really, like that really no. cured my hunger signals. You, you don't. So I think it takes a while. No, you're to like, re I need retrain. <laughs> yeah, I want another pack. That was like with the Walker's ones at the moment, you get about five crisps in a pack. <laughs> So, so you kind of, you have to retrain yourself a little bit, I think, and kind of adult yourself and think, actually, no, I'm going to go for a banana or an apple. And the same goes as if you're in a situation where you can't track and you're out and you're at like something like a service station and you are starving and it's lunchtime. And yes, you can grab a sandwich and a packet of crisps, or you could grab a sandwich and an apple or a packet of melon or something. And actually just remind yourself, this is what I would usually go for, but I've changed my habits now. It's going to be a, a far fewer calories to start with. It's also going to be much better for me. And it's going to leave me feeling more satisfied in the long run um so it is a little bit of kind of tough love on yourself and a bit of that kind of discipline in the first instincts where you're you're fighting all of your urges to get what you'd usually get because it is yummy right like that's what they're yummy for a reason mm. Mm. yeah and then I suppose another topic as well is talking about um portions and we um say to people that again like you should know if you've been tracking for a bit the typical portions oh I have this much uh rice or I have this much veg or I have this much uh salmon whatever it is you're you're having but if um you know if you're not having uh prior to that you might have said oh I'm just gonna have less of it you might say I'm gonna have less food so oh I just have a, have a little portion I'm eating too much and those people say oh, I, I know what I need to do to lose weight. I just have to eat less. I'm having my portions are too big. I just need to have less food. And it's like, that's actually not the right mentality to be in. You should be having the portion that is right for you and not finish your meal feeling starving because all that's going to happen is you're going to want to eat again in two seconds and that's when the snacks come out. So knowing your portion sizes and what you should normally have and having a decent size, having a decent size portion would mean that you then you're not going to want to have the snacks and not want to eat the shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you're having like a filling breakfast, it's for me, I don't know, my usual snacky times where I think, oh, I could grab something. If I've not eaten a big enough breakfast, because I'm a real breakfast girl, I think that's because I naturally wake up quite early, uh, around like 11 o'clock or 10.30, I would get really hungry. And I look at a lot of people's food diaries because with Fit Food and Project, we um, have a little deep dive into some people's diaries if we see that they aren't making progress and we kind of keep on track of everyone. And sometimes I think, God, I would be starving if I just ate that for breakfast. So they must be too, right? I mean, I know everyone's a bit different, but, and therefore, and then, and then it's like, well, I, I, I'm hardly eating anything and I can't lose weight. Well, I can guarantee that's because it's causing you to snack more because you're just, you're not filling yourself up. And therefore your actually overall calorie consumption at the end of the day is going to be far higher through all of these highly calori calorific foods um, that you're having just to like snack mm. on during the day. 
Yeah, and I suppose I we know that especially for lots of our um clients like our mummies that like there's I suppose you're giving your kids snacks and then your food doesn't become a priority. So in those moments um where it's not a priority, I suppose like if you're allowing yourself a snack but making sure that if it is whatever it is that you're choosing to eat focusing on those whole foods um and whether it's like even you can get the snack pots if you're out and about in prep a couple of boiled eggs like um the the vegetable sticks like the the, the fruit that's chopped up um a yogurt those kind of things are gonna be smarter choices and it's just trying to retrain your brain and also you always said this to me Maz and this I think has helped massively it's just what is going to make you feel better what is going to make you feel good and if you're eating a whole packet of crisps like if you're on holiday before you go out you're going to feel disgusting if you're going to like when I've eaten loads of fried food and gone that I don't feel good after but once you if you eat differently you are going to feel better Yeah. And that doesn't mean going out and eating like a little rabbit. You know, it's like going out and having to say if you're on holiday and you save yourself on on a packet of crisps in the afternoon, which is going to be, you know, like a big bag if you're having that might be 300 calories. Whereas then you could go out if you're in Italy, you could go out that evening and have a gorgeous pasta dish and really enjoy it and think god this was a really experience I'm going to remember that you're not going to remember the packet of crisps that you had um so you know Mm. don't ever think that this is a this is us telling you that you can't be eating because we want you to enjoy the best foods out there um rather than the crap foods out there (laughs) yeah it's also interesting as well because you go to these places like say for example go to Italy and a lot of these places um where the the life expectancy is is like amazing and they're <laughs> not tracking their calories most of them like because I think a lot of them they're active they're eating a lot of whole foods they're eating less they're snacking less we have such a snacking culture and it again it's habits and it's not our it's not our fault entirely because you go to many Tesco's you think I'm gonna go in there and get grab whatever and then you're queuing up standing in the queue and then all the offers are there and everything that's cheap or everything that's on offer you're like oh my god just grab that grab that snack oh that's on offer like it's in our faces everywhere whereas there's lots of uh countries that you go to and they, they're not eating that <laughs> yeah we were saying that we went to Lille just before Christmas and the culture there is to have quite a heavy lunch and then they have a heavy dinner and uh, we were struggling. We were like, God, how do people do this every day? But they're not, then they haven't got the obesity problem that we've got here. And my brother lives in Switzerland and he said it's a similar thing. And he just, it's a completely different, um, it is dif- a different culture. Um, so it's just something to be aware of, I guess. We've gone a little bit off track, but it's just, you know, I think it's a good, Sorry. it's a good yeah. topic to cover. No, no, no. But I think also, um, the last topic that we wanted to touch on is if you're not tracking and you've stepped away from it, whether you've kind of come to the end of your tracking um, journey and you think, right, I want to go it alone. Remember all of the things that you've learned as well, including things like liquid calories, which Chelsea likes to talk about a lot. So I'll, I'll let you take it away <laughs> with this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
always feel like I'm like I have a drinking problem because I'm always like I will take the stage and talk about alcohol no I wasn't even talking about alcohol with this one I was talking oh. about your coffees <laughs> maybe I do have a problem then <laughs> she's got oh she's got a complex guys <laughs> I'm like, why is everyone so excessively drinking? I don't know, you're, you're talking about it, babe. You're talking about it. Um, no, so liquid, liquid calories can be all sorts of calories. So this is like if you're somebody that likes coffees and um, that's your drink here and there. But yeah, just keep in mind all of those things. If you're having, um, if you're going to Starbucks and you're having loads of sugar in your coffees or your teas, or you're having cream on top or if you're having um, certain milks all of those things just add up so it's just being aware again if you're out drinking it's those calories that can add up whether you're drinking fizzy drinks um it's just being mindful of those things and again that is something that like if you have um tracked prior to fit female um with fit female project then you will see how they can all add up and to tell you the truth i'd bloody rather eat them wouldn't you yeah, I would. And also keep in mind that with certain milks, like your oat milk is far more calorific than like a skimmed cow's milk or a, an almond milk. So sometimes the things that we think are healthier, we've, got, we've touched on this before, are actually more calorie dense, which you would have learned if you've been tracking accurately for a while, you'd have gone, oh God, yeah. that oat white oat milk flat white that I've been having two times a day is actually adding a couple of hundred calories onto my diet you would have learned to have adjusted that perhaps on the way um so yeah it's just important to remember those little things and I think hopefully it will be so liberating and freeing for you once you step away from your tracking and we'd love to hear as well from all of our girls who are aren't tracking as strictly anymore but have kind of had that success with it and feel this new sense of knowledge um which gives them freedom to enjoy enjoy more foods yeah that's what we want that's what the main the main goal basically so you've got like long-term long-term knowledge so that you it's not a crash diet it's not like oh what happens when I go out for dinner what happens when I go on holiday just so you feel in control of every situation and that's just the most liberating um liberating feeling isn't it I suppose yeah for sure well I hope this was helpful it was a short and sweet kind of informative one that we want you to look forward to the time where you're not tracking and you can take all of your newfound knowledge and implement it into life. Yeah, and as we said before, if you're a client of ours and you're with Fit Female Project, we are not saying stop tracking. Please continue to track because if you are one of our clients, the reason we ask you to do this is because we like to be nosy and we like to see your data. So the reason with our app, if you're somebody that's not with us, um, we get our clients to sync their MyFitnessPal with our app and that gives us the ability to be able to look at their food diary. So the more data they put in, the more we can help our clients. So that is why we need to see it um, so that we can coach you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I really yeah. enjoyed that one. Okay. Me too, me too. Right, have a lovely rest of your day. I'm going to have some lunch now. <laughs> lovely, me too. Enjoy. See you later, everyone. 
Thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.